This episode is brought to you for teachers everywhere. Huh? What the heck? What the heck? No, I didn't say that wrong. You caught it. What the heck is that? I didn't say this episode is brought to you by teachers. I said it was brought to you for teachers because I feel like teachers have already done enough for all of us already, and they need to be honored for that. That's why we're putting out this podcast this week. That's why this podcast is for teachers because teachers... Happy Life Studios, we want to give back to you for all that you've done for us already. I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you how to operate in a spirit. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Hey, are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does the sun set high? The last several weeks with school getting ready to start, I was down in, in Southern California. It was right after the reset retreat that I talked about a couple episodes ago, and I was staying at a family's house down there, and they had actually started school the first week of August. Really? I mean, you're going to start school the first week of August? So I stuck around for another week or so so I could record a bunch of episodes for our IGTV video series, A Penny for Your Thoughts, that we're going to be putting all over uh, the internet to help people that struggle with anxiety, struggle with fear, struggle with worry, struggle with doubt, struggle with anger, which is all of us going through what we're going through right now, and we want to be a part of the solution, not part of the problem. So, so I was staying down there, and I recorded several episodes with Nena. We did a podcast with her. I think we did one called Hopi Road. I think that might have been 216. I don't remember. We did another one with her called Limelight. She was our first Limelight podcast that we ever did. So anyway, I was I was actually down there for that, and school started with them. And I've been watching a few things and noticing a few things, and I realized, you know what? We need to honor our teachers in the same way that we honored our first responders. I love, I absolutely love how we handled first responders. I mean, as far as honoring them, uh, you know, I, I love it whenever somebody gets honored. I just, I always want to cry. Like when I watch, uh, what was that show, Home Makeover or whatever, where they build a house for, for a family that was needy of one and they were always helping people and then they build a house for them. And anytime someone gets honored, I would just bawl. I would just cry. And honestly, I feel like that's the heart of God. I think that's what God loves to do. I think that what God wants to do, and I think that God wants to use us to do that. I think that we're all, should be all about honoring people. Man, if we want to be happy, that's how you get happy, by honoring people, not by criticizing people. Criticizing people is easy, but doesn't go anywhere. It just, and there's a lot of people out there just so angry today and so critiquing other people and tell them how they should be doing it better. And man, like for me, I know I should be doing a lot of things better, but that's not what I need. That's not going to make me do things better. What's going to make me do things better is when someone comes on alongside me and pats me on the back and says, thanks for what you do. And that's what really helps me. And so when, you know, when the whole virus hit, uh, boy, those first responders were just heroes, weren't they? I mean, they were just amazing. And they're always talking about honoring our heroes. Heroes, you know, and I think that we should do that. There's no doubt about it. We should keep doing that because first responders, 
God bless you. I speak God's blessing on you. I don't just say God bless you like you sneeze, right? I say God bless you for real. I mean, we should say a lot more God bless you instead of God, you know, I don't want to damn people. I want to bless them. Instead of bringing them down, we should lift them up. Well, I think we need to be doing that for the teachers right now. I think that we need to treat the teachers like we treated our first responders. Because teachers, you are heroes. I'm just your average, ordinary, everyday superhero. Nothing My boys are all out of school now, and I've got one left that needs to head to college yet, but they're all all high school, and two of my three sons are actually out of college as well. But I remember all the parent-teacher conferences that we'd go to, and it was just so easy to look at some teachers and just say, man, they don't get it, or critique them, or just feel like, man, one of my sons not getting a very good grade in here, or whatever, you know, and it's so easy to do that, but I, I think something has changed in our culture right now, because a lot of us parents have to homeschool now, or have to help the teachers school from home. They have to help the teachers out because it's a whole new ball game. We got to change the way we do stuff. I got a teacher friend that I was hanging out with the other day. I complimented him and said, man, I really appreciate you guys. I don't know how in the world you're going to do it. He's actually my boy's music teacher and all my three sons music teacher. And, you know, he's got, you know, 60 kids, a hundred kids in a class at a pop that he's supposed to do on a video, right? On zoom or something. I said, dude, I don't know how in the world you're going to do that. And he says, well, we love to have it all planned out and all figured out. We love to do that as teachers, but you know what, this time it's a new day and you just have to monitor and adapt. That's you got to do in life. You got to monitor and adapt. You got to be paying attention to what's going on. You know, what do they say in sister act? If you want to be somebody, if you want to be somebody. If you want to go somewhere, you better wake up and pay attention. You got to wake up and pay attention. So he said, you got to monitor and then you have to adapt. And I just love that whole idea. But that's what our teachers are having to do right now. It's not easy for them. And in all the ways that I could find teachers in our parent-teacher conferences and, and talk about how I wish they do this better, do wish they do this different, but all of a sudden now, and we're the ones that have to help teach the kids from home, I think we're realizing how powerful our teachers are and how difficult it is to do what they do because all of a sudden now we've had to step in and play that role of teacher. I'm glad that I haven't had to uh, because that, that time is done. I had to a little bit last year when school was done. But honestly, when, when March hit and the virus hit and, and everything, school was canceled and stuff, we just tried to survive at that point. But all of a sudden now, you know, we're deciding we can't just survive anymore. We've got to thrive. We've got to move forward. We've got to adapt to what we're doing. And so that's what we're doing. And I have noticed that the teachers have made a lot of difference. They've learned a lot since end of last year in March, but there's a lot more that they're going to have to learn. They're going to have to monitor and they're going to have to adapt. And I'm, I'm telling you that, that like one of the things when I was there that week and I was, I don't know, honestly, I don't know what they would have done if I wasn't there. Not that I'm somebody powerful, great or anything like that, but Nina has three kids. She's got a, a kindergartner, a second grader and a fourth grader. And they were all supposed to start the first day of school all at the same time, all on a different computer, all online. And she's got to make sure that they're all there and they're all in the right mood and they're all right. And they're not in, interfering with each other. She's got three of them all <laughs> right there trying not to interfere with each other. And then one of the teachers um, had, a, had a parent 
thing at nine o'clock. So all of a sudden she's with her kindergartner, but her second grader is really wanting her help. And uh, luckily I was there because I sat, I would sit down with the second grader. The fourth grader, he was, he was all on his own. He was fine. But the second grader kept saying, mom. And I said, you can't ask for mom right now because mom is busy with Hopi right now. But if I wasn't there, I know what she would have done. She would have kept bothering her mom and her mom's trying to pay attention. And so as I'm watching that, I thought, wow, this is not easy. And as, as parents that all of a sudden we're playing part-time teachers and we're realizing teachers that you are the bomb and that, and that we need you. And that is not as easy as we think it is. As I was watching the teachers, especially the second grader, when I was sitting next to her, and I'm so glad I was able to help that week at that house. And uh, but as I was sitting watching her, I started watching this teacher who was knocking it out of the park. Honestly, he's knocking it out of the park. But the problem was he had all these rules that he had to lay out. He had all these guidelines. So here is one person, one teacher, trying to keep 20 second graders entertained for an hour in one class and keep them all connected. I'm like, how in the world does he do that? And especially when he had to give out nothing but details after details after details. And and when that class was done, it really affected her. She started crying. It was like all that. It, she was overwhelmed with all the details that had to happen. I thought, man, how in the world is he supposed to do that? And so teachers, I just, we want to honor you. We need to honor you. And I'm, I'm telling you, happy life, or we need to get out there and honor our teachers. How do we do that? Well, we compliment them. Um, we put social media posts out on them. Um, every time we come across one, we thank them. Um, you know, we give out apples. You know, you always bring an apple to your teacher. Well, how can we do that? Well, there's all sorts of digital apples that we can give to teachers and just thank them. We can pray for them. We can ask God to help them. We can volunteer. We can get on the Zoom call or afterwards or send emails out to the teachers and just encourage the life right into them. Because where would we be? Like I said, this episode is brought to us for teachers, not by teachers. Because teachers, you've done so much for us already. Honestly, I don't know where I'd be if it wasn't for teachers. There's, I want to talk about just really quick two teachers that, that I'm here today because of them. I'm doing what I'm doing today because of them. And every life that gets touched or encouraged, teachers, you own in on that. Of all the lives that you poured into, whatever they accomplish in life and whatever people they help in life, you own stock in that. That's the way I view it. I really believe that. And so I want to talk about two teachers today really quick. Uh, One was a formal teacher and one was an informal teacher. Let's talk about the informal teacher first. Because, you know what, to be honest, we're all informal teachers of some sort. We're all teaching something. We might be teaching people how to handle stress by being angry. We might be teaching people how not to act. <laughs> you know, like I said, a uh, podcast ago where I talked about, you know, sing, baby, sing, like your life is a song. You're, you're selling something of you. You are singing some type of song. You are teaching something out there. We're all informal teachers. And I had a Sunday school teacher and this guy was just cool. I really looked up to him. He was just, he was a young adult, had a family, but he was very young and he really didn't, I can't tell you what he taught me because I don't think it's about teaching all the time. I think that, that, like I said, we're always teaching something, but it's not always the Pythagorean theorem, right? Did I say that right? It's not always, you know, some math equation. Sometimes it's just how to live life. Like this guy, every time he saw me, you know what I learned from him? I learned from him that I was valuable because this guy was cool. I looked up to him and every time I saw him, he had a different name for me, but it was a cool name. It wasn't geek. It wasn't nerd. It wasn't stupid. It wasn't loser like so many other people were calling me in school. 
Um, I was that kid that everyone made fun of that knocked the books down their hall, carrying the trombone, people knock it out of my hand, watch everyone, they would depance me in gym. I mean, I'm telling you, I was that kid. Before there was Steve Urkel, there was Steve Hayes. And so I had a pretty low self-esteem. But every time I had a Sunday school class with this guy, this guy would say, Stefano, Steve Arino, Steve-O, what's going on? And Steve-O was the one that stuck. That's why I go by the name of Steve-O. And plus, Steve-O was out at that time. You know, I, I just, but this guy, all he did was, I can't tell you what he taught me. I'm sure he taught me a lot of stuff, but I don't remember it. What I remember was he always had a cool greeting for me. And that made me feel like, you know what? I was valuable. I was important. And I doubt that he had any idea the impact he was having. I don't even know if I knew the impact he was having on me, but I know today. I'm called Steve-O today because of him. And he, he instilled in me that I am something of value and that I didn't feel like I was a cool person, but when I was around him, I felt like a cool person. And I think that's a lesson we want to teach. When people around us, they feel cool, they feel better because they're on us. They feel valuable because of the music that our life is singing, because the lessons that our life is teaching when we're around them. And all this guy did was just call me cool names when he saw me, and that changed my life. Now the formal teacher, Mrs. Simler. She was my teacher in high school. And like I said, when I was in high school, I got picked on all the time. I tried to be friends. We called them greasers and hoods back in the day. Um, but they were the tough kids, right? They're the kids that, that maybe came from a tough home, but they're the kids that fought a lot. Fighting didn't bother them. They, you know, they, they were just tough. And they grew up in a, a lot of them grew up in tough situations and they learned how to handle it by being tough. And so I tried being their friend because I didn't want them to beat me up. And so I thought if I was their friend, they wouldn't pick on me so much. They wouldn't beat me up. Well, they still did, but they did it kind of as a friend. Now, I don't know how beating someone up as a friend is better than beating someone up as a, as, as a, an enemy or whatever, but I guess that's just what it was. I, and I tried to be friends with all the jocks. I tried to be friends with all the popular people. There's only one thing that I wanted in, in life at that moment when I was in high school, and I wanted to be popular. I wanted to be valuable, and that's why my Sunday school teacher made such a big difference for me. And so did Mrs. Simler. She was my music teacher. And I got private voice lessons from her. But when I was in her office getting the lessons from her, it was just, she was so nice and she was so friendly. And I could be a funny guy. I could be a fun person, but not when I was out in public, not when I was in school, because I just felt like I was too much of a loser, like I, my life didn't matter. But when I was in a safe environment, I could be funny. You know, my true self came out. And I think there's a lot of things out there that just like to squash our true selves and, and keep it inside, including our own mind. And, and, and we, we don't want to let that real person out because we're afraid that people might laugh at us. And that was me. But when I was around her, I didn't have to worry about it because I knew that she was a good teacher and that she cared about me. And so I remember one day I had a lesson with her and when we're in the lesson, she stopped the lesson and she decided to do more than teach voice. She decided to teach Steve-O that day. She went above and beyond the call. She wasn't just teaching me voice. She could have just went through the motions and went through the lesson, but she cared about me, like I said, because she said, Steve, she said, you know, I noticed that, that when you're in my office, man, you are so much fun. You are such a funny kid. You, you make me laugh. You, you make me happy. You make me smile. You have a lot to offer. But when you go leave my classroom and I see you out in the school and out in the hall and in our music class and everything, she says you morph into a different person. 
You're not that same person. You're not that same. And I know you got it in you because I see it in my, every time we come in for a lesson, I see it in my office all the time, but, but you don't do it out there. Why don't you do it out there in school? And I said, well, because they'll laugh at me. They make fun of me. They, they, they think I'm a nerd. They think I'm a loser. They're just going to laugh at me. I can't do that. And she says, but if you'll be yourself, they won't. If you'll be the same Steve that's in my office out there, they're going to see who you really are and they're not going to laugh at you. You should just go try that. And I just, I would just hesitate. I just, I just didn't believe that could happen. I, I don't know. I don't know. She says, what's it going to hurt to try? Why will you not try it? I said, well, because they'll laugh at me. Here's the line right here. She said, didn't you say they're laughing at you already anyway? <laughs> Dude, that was like, right. That was it. That was, and I went, she's got a point. And I thought, if someone's going to laugh at me, I might as well at least let them laugh at the real me, right? If someone's going to make fun of me, then give, give the real me a shot, right? Right now, they, they might be laughing or making fun of the, the fake me, the, the me that's all nervous. And but if they're going to laugh at me, at least, if they're laughing at me already anyway, at least let them know who I really am and, and step out there. Because if I'm being laughed at anyway, I might as well just be who I am. And you know what? I was. And everything at that moment started to change. My whole high school career, can I say, but my high school years after that, they all began to change because I didn't care what people thought anymore because I was going to be the true me. I was going to be who Steve was out there. The same Steve was in her office. I was going to be that out there and not care what people thought because I'm like, they're laughing at me anyway, so they might as well get a shot of the who the real Steve is. And you know what started happening? I started getting friends. At, up to that point, I had one friend in high school, one friend in high school, and we didn't have any classes together except for music. And so all day in high school, man, I would walk the old halls and, and my head was down. And I was that, that kid that just, I ate lunch by myself every day of my high school career. Every day I ate lunch by myself because no one would eat lunch with me. Because I was that kid. I was, I was probably hard to get around. People get, looking like, like, I don't know what to say to him. When, when someone is like that, you don't, you don't know how to respond to them. You don't know how to, how to act to them. That was me. And I'm not saying that to get pity. I'm saying to say a teacher, two teachers changed my life. My Sunday school teacher that just called me Stefano, Steve Arino, Stevester, Steve-O. He didn't have to do that, but he did. And because my music teacher that said, Steve, why don't you be the same person out there that you are in my office? Because you have something to offer. You are valuable. You are fun and you're funny and you'd be such a good friend to so many people. But I wasn't because all I was focusing on was me and that people are going to laugh at me. Well, Steve, aren't they laughing at you anyway? You know what? That's a good point. If they're going to laugh at me, then I'm going to let them see the real me. And then I started getting popular. I started making a lot of friends and uh, it changed everything. High school wasn't something I hated to go to anymore. I, I kind of liked going there because I wasn't going there all in my own shell anymore. I was going there to just make people laugh. I still struggle with insecurity and stuff like that, but not the same way. So teachers, this one's for you. We appreciate you so much. Um, I bet every one of us listening to this podcast could think of at least one person that's taught us something, could at least think of one teacher that made a difference in our life, that that just cared for us when, when other teachers didn't seem to care for us. But I think there's a lot more teachers care for us than, than what we think do. 
There's a reason why they went into teaching, and it probably wasn't to make money because not a lot of teachers make a whole lot of money, but they go into it because they want to help students. Whatever age group that they want to teach, they want to help people. And teachers, that means a lot to us. You're like the first responders to our kids. Right now, you're like the first responders to our families. And we're starting to realize that the job ain't so easy. It sure looked easy from our homes when our kids were in your care all day long in your classes. But now that they're in our classes at home and we have to play superintendent and principal and teacher ourselves, we're realizing that you guys are amazing. You're world changers. And we thank God for you. God bless our teachers. Help our teachers. Let's find some teachers and let's just take a little bit of time to just thank them, to encourage them, to send them a text, to send them an email just saying, thank you for what you're doing. It can't be easy doing what you're doing. And right now, teachers like to have it organized. They like to know what's going on. They like, And everything is in upheaval right now. So imagine how all of us feel already with COVID hitting. But now imagine being a teacher that's responsible for keeping 20 kids entertained on a Zoom call because they're not even in the classroom. Imagine a teacher that can't, they have to reinvent how they teach. I mean, imagine if if all of a sudden you had to go to work tomorrow and you had to reinvent how you repair cars or you had to reinvent how you bag groceries or you had to reinvent how you run your company or you had to reinvent how you clean the halls or had to reinvent, you know, how how you landscape the yards, whatever job it is that you have. Imagine if you had to reinvent it, and a lot of us are having to reinvent. But now throw a bunch of kids in there and have them be a part of it at the same time and have to keep them entertained and keep them connected and keep them involved so that they can also learn without seeing their face face to face right in front of them and, and instead of through a screen. Wow. Yeah. Teachers, it can't be easy doing what you're doing. And we just want you to know that we notice and that we care about you. Make someone happy. Make just one someone happy. And you will be happy too. Thank you so much for doing what you do. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that helped. Remember, life isn't perfect, but it can be happy. Especially if you got a good teacher or two. Steve Ace.